Welcome back to Real Phonies, where we take a love for movies and television and combine it with a very little knowledge about movies and television. I'm your host, Christian. Join with me are my co-host, Ian. Hey, what's up, guys? Joseph. Yellow. Jay Hugh. <laughs> much uh, better. Yeah, you. much more tamed. Um, did you, you go untamed for the... Oh, the, the last yeah. one, I, I just went full volume right into... You, you know what it was? You know what it was? <laughs> my my voice has been kind of... I've been coughing lately, and my voice has been kind of giving out, so I didn't really think I was going to make it on that uh, last <laughs> and, and I went for it, and more than I thought came out. The thing that cracks me up is you've been a musician for many, many years, <laughs> but have absolutely no idea how a microphone works. I don't. I don't. And I have no idea how to take care of my voice. I blow out my voice every <laughs> Every other fucking day. So we're going to talk about the Joker. Correct. Um, Todd Phillips directed. Joaquin Phoenix starred. uh, DC film, I guess. I heard rumor they were going to do like DC Black or something, which is like these one-off stories. Grown. Yeah. And uh, (laughs) this would be the first one. Yeah. I mean, this movie is about a guy named Arthur Fleck. Uh, and his slow descent into madness and how a few bad days creates the iconic Batman villain while also serving as, spoilers, a Batman origin story. Mm. Uh, what do we think we're, of the We're movie, going no guys? spoilers? Oh, yeah, no spoilers for at least, well, at least a little bit. One thing I just wanted to say before we got started, when talking about things these days, there, you know, there's always the, well, you know, thing comes up, well, that just wasn't for you. You yeah. know, like, people who didn't like, say, Captain Marvel, like, dudes who didn't yeah. like it, it was like, well, maybe that's just not for you. And sometimes I agree with that thinking, and sometimes I don't. It depends on one day you ask me. But the great thing about whatever we're going to say about this, this one was totally for us. Agreed. This was for white dudes. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, and white dudes showed up and showed out for it. That is true. Because this movie made a ton of money. Made a ton of money. Even though the showing we were in wasn't really... It wasn't, no. It was, yeah, for, for I mean, it was mid-Saturday, it seems like yeah. it would have had time but um yeah the show when i was in was dead yeah no it wasn't it didn't because the thing is it was booked on so many screens it had the biggest wide yeah, yeah, yeah. oh that's so it was playing like four theaters so yeah. split that up a lot more because yeah, you had it like every half hour right every yeah. half an hour um <laughs> that sounds like an awful way to spend your yeah, <laughs> before we get into it I, I you know one of the interesting things about this movie is it's directed by todd phillips who has never really done any kind of dramatic movie he's made crappy comedies he's made well you know he made the hangover which i i the t- first one is good i stand by the first hangover is good yep there are yeah. two other hangovers, and then he they made... They taint the first one, though. That, that's the problem. <laughs> he made that Zach Galifianakis, Robert Downey Jr. movie, Due Date. Oh, did he really? Yeah. and yeah, he Hangover ha- with Childbirth is what they and, said. And he made War Dogs with two of the greatest living assholes in Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> Say, in this one, he may have worked with, a you know, possibly number one. Who knows? Yep. Yeah, it's just such an interesting choice for this movie. And then Joaquin Phoenix, who is, has historically been... Uh, Ooh, what's what's the word for Joaquin Phoenix? Bizarre. Uh, yeah, bizarre. There's a wrestling insider term where, say, like if you play like an unstoppable badass, and then you try to act like that in real life, it's called living your gimmick. And Joaquin Phoenix really tries to live. Exactly. He does. Yeah, he I does. love how much I learn from wrestling from just having a movie podcast. <laughs> like I said, I hate I hate insider terms for movies, and I hate insider terms for wrestling. But I love applying insider terms for wrestling to movies. It's great. Know why. I dig it. With Todd Phillips, I think like my thought was like he's done so much comedy. It's like he overcompensated in this movie, which has got no humor, oh. no light heart. It's like he almost wanted to get away from his comedy roots. I think that was intentional. Yeah, yeah. so much that he went. Over like over 
you know, serious, like super serious. I you should know say, I mean? oh, go ahead. Well, definitely his thing that he's retired from comedy because of woke culture. I'm pretty sure he retired from comedy right after the first Hangover. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Uh, but this one, I think, is the one where he realized it. Yeah, you know, you know, other people in this movie: Robert De Niro, yep, Mark Maron, yep, Zazie Beetz. Mm-hmm. Why the did, old lady who always plays weird dude's moms. Yeah, that's her stick. Yeah. Um, that guy who I think was in The Dark Knight is now also in this movie playing Thomas Wayne. Yep. Yeah, he was in uh, Dark, Dark Knight, Knight Rises. Rises, yep. yeah. 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 Yep. I don't remember anybody else in this movie, but... I mean, that's about it. It's a pretty well, small Well, the, the, the serial killer from uh, True Detective is one of the clowns, isn't he? Lawn, the guy in the lawnmower from True Detective Season was 1. Was that oh, that guy? Really? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah that's sure. a good pull. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> Shit, I'm going to look that up. That's I'm a, pretty sure. <laughs> I shouldn't question you because you were right last time. <laughs> so do we wanna, like, anyone want to start off with their hot takes, non-spoiler free? Man, you know, I went into this movie thinking it's going to go for the fences and I'm either going to love it or hate it. And mostly I was just kind of indifferent to it. I think it really wanted to be something and it falls short of that. You know, it really wanted to be like, you know, not just a movie. It wanted to be art. And I think it's there's a comic book uh, artist named Dave Mazzuchelli who said something recently that I'm paraphrasing here, which is the more realistic you try to portray a fantasy property, the more ridiculous it starts to look. And man, that works as my review for this movie. Like, like if that's all I had to say on that movie, this movie, anytime an actual Batman element comes up in this, it it's like if maybe Travis Bickle would have stepped on a whoopee cushion during his rampage. It just <laughs> yeah. seems fucking ridiculous. It feels forced. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was like I went with uh, Susie, and we both thought it very well done, uh-huh. but super depressing. And yeah. like it, it's like catnip for those. Kids that live in their mom's basements and play video games to like go shoot somebody. I think that was like my takeaway. Like I thought it's I did, I did not agree with that movie. The message I thought it was like almost to the point of encouragement in some aspects. I I'll, I'll get into that more in spoilers. But yeah. definitely, I think its message is. I think he thinks it's ambiguous and it's just confusing. No, yeah, yeah I, I thought it was just there's like I said devoid of humor. Like I, I like the Marvel formula. Like in in retrospect to this, you know. Yeah, what yeah. I mean? What did, I, what did you think? I, th- I, I was really... Fr- I feel like I'm frustrated uh, just uh, that we're doing this podcast in general because I realize that I don't think... Th- uh, I'm with her. I don't feel like there is that much to this movie. Right. But I feel like the nothingness of this movie is so representative of a lot of other trends. Right. Like, there's a lot to deconstruct. Right, right, right. Um, so, I mean, in a lot of ways, it's a, I mean, I, I agree with, with the things that both of you guys said. I, I, I feel like it's saying and doing all the right things to be a prestige movie, you know? Like, yeah, it, right. it's, yeah. it's got it's got the, the fancy camera angles and the score. It's got great set design, great yep. costume design. The performances are really good, but it's just hollow, you know? There's just absolutely no substance to it. Um, and it, it, it's not even bad enough to, to be like angry at it i feel like it's right. just you know it's just not quite anything right it seems like something that set out to provoke and maybe yeah. it did for other people but it didn't really provoke me <laughs> um i pee a lot always have don't i want to make sure it's known that I always has so nobody can say it's because i'm old doesn't <laughs> have a giant fucking prostate or something um, i want you to know that i'm going to cut this episode so it's just us starting the episode and then you talking about you pee a lot and then ending the episode <laughs> <laughs> and uh so i i I, I got up to pee during the trailers, and as I was going down on the front row were two, like, kids. It's like, you know, 10-year-old and 8-year-old. And I was like, oh, man, those kids probably shouldn't be in this fucking movie. So 
go out, pee, come back, watch the movie till about three quarters through. And I'm, you know, I'm thinking, man, that, you know, that movie, the movie's probably really going to disturb these kids. Go down to pee again, past those guys. They are so visibly fucking bored. Yep. You know, it was like they're watching math. Like they're just trying to crawl I mean, it's out a, of their it's fucking a slow skin. Mo- it's yeah. definitely a slow movie. So like, yeah. like it's a kids, shit. It's a shit ton of Joaquin Phoenix dancing. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, and it, it's definitely like you know, if you go in and they're looking for like a Deadpool kind of action with like f- fast hits and a lot of like blood and I mean it is some of that, but it's very slow and methodical. You know what I mean? So it's I don't know. I I did like the aesthetic. It had a very mean, you know, mean like you know taxi driver. Yeah, no, I, I mean it lived, you know, looked great. It, it did look like Scorsese, like put his eyes on it you know right. what i mean on especially like the intro like how it said joker with the yellow title in the beginning felt like a studio film kind of you know what i mean in, in certain ways and how they ended it i'll say i'll be admit the title was i was like you're trying a little bit too hard i know i know that's what i mean it. it was like it was so on the nose it is well it's it's very crisp and it's you know it's well done on as a piece of art i just don't think it's easy to digest you know what i mean yeah i i feel like this movie wants to be something that i just don't think that it is right um, what this movie was to me, and I told Joseph when I walked out, this movie is a tribute to punching down, which, <laughs> right. which is that, like, I just watched this um, George Carlin interview. He was on CNN. He was talking to Larry King, and they were talking about Andrew Dice Clay. I saw this, too. It's fucking great. And one of the things he talks about is, like, he's like, I will always defend a person's right to say something. Like, I don't think we should ever tell a person they can't say anything. But the role of comedy is to be a filter between the masses and the elite and that it allows you to punch up. You should never be the person who punches down. And so I feel like Todd Phillips is like, oh, I'm making the same statement by having this kind of Occupy Wall Street, like, you know, movement against the elites, while also having a movie that says, if you're poor, you could become a serial killer. If you're mentally ill, you can become a serial killer. If you're a midget and you watch um, somebody get murdered, it's really funny when you can't escape. Like, there are a lot of things to me that are like, you think you're trying to break this barrier, Mm -hmm. but in reality, you're just making fun of people who shouldn't be made fun of. Right. Definitely the thing with the the little guy who couldn't through the door was the only part that was like, oh yeah, this guy directed The Hangover. Yeah, Yeah, like. Yep, um, uh, and it was a big hit in our theater. People laughed their ass off when they saw that part. I, you know, <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> I know. Are who are you with right now?" <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I, I'm going to steal a take that I actually read today. From I think it was from Variety. I hope it was from Variety. Mm. Uh, that was just I, I don't felt misaccredit like, your quote. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Nobody listens to this. Um, that was just my. It was just so accurate that I could not steal it. Which is that this movie is what most people misinterpret Fight Club to be. Mm. I I was going to say, the three really good movies that this just stands on the shoulders of but adds nothing to Uh are Taxi Driver, Mr. Saturday Night, and Fight Club. Mm. And and I won't get into it till spoilers, but the worst sequence in the fucking movie was stolen directly from Fight Club. I I mean, look, I'm going to say the movie's better than Transformers because I think, like the things we've talked about, there's a good aesthetic... There is great acting. Joaquin does go for. I think Sassy Beats is really good in it. But I will watch Transformers a thousand fucking times before <laughs> yeah, I watch sure. this movie again. I'm gonna go with. I I think uh, Joaquin does a really good job of acting, but I'm never not aware he's acting. You know, like going right to comparison. Uh, 
stacking it up against Heath Ledger's Joker. When I'm watching that movie, particularly for the first time, I got caught up in that world, and that was not Heath Ledger. Yeah. That was the character he was playing. Right. There was no point in this where I wasn't like, oh, that's Joaquin Phoenix doing his Joaquin Do you think Phoenix. that maybe because Heath Ledger spends so much time in the makeup versus Joaquin? I mean, that probably has a lot to do with it, but I also think it was... I think he created more of a character. He, mm-hmm. he well, had, you could, he Joaquin's taken from Heath Ledger, I think, definitely a little bit. I mean, I can see the influences there. He kind of wants chaos, you know, starting well, the, the anarchy well, twist. Yeah, and like, and like that, the way yeah. he he even the makeup to a degree, I think, is a little bit after after Heath Ledger. But I mean, Heath Ledger also like does things like he has characteristics and mannerisms. You know, yeah. the clicking, the hair, you yeah. know, Lick the way he moves, yeah. the voice. I don't think there's anything like that with him. It's just. That laugh it, and the dancing, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. a lot of dancing. Yeah. I, would, I thought uh, the dancing played better than I thought it was going to. In the trailers, there was so much of it, I didn't really get it, but I, I did kind of buy into it in the in the context of the film of this guy who like you know lives at home with his mother and watches these old movies and is like influenced by this type of thing. Like, I could see how that could be a trait that develops as part of a psychosis. Like This movie really, you know, is going for this idea of like, oh, we're going to hold a mirror up to society about how they treat their people on the fringe. And I'm not someone who usually believes that a movie can be at fault for violence. You know, The Matrix didn't cause Columbine or whichever mm-hmm. massacre it decided to. But I think taking a sort of iconic and glamorous pre-existing character like the Joker and putting it in this format, when you hold that mirror up to society, those fringe people are looking in the mirror, and they might look at it and say, I look fucking awesome. Yeah, that's a, yeah that was what I definitely thought. Yeah. 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 I don't think it's a good idea. I don't... See, I, I, I agree with that concept. I took it in a slightly different place, which is that you see a person who is in counseling and who's on medication mm-hmm. and stuff like that, the same thing. You hold up a mirror to him and you say, hey, look what you could do if, if you had a bad day right. and you're off your meds. And I just feel like that's the wrong message to send yeah, to those people. It's, it's uh, having Arthur Fleck be uh, mentally ill uh, really convolutes the message of this movie. Agreed. Well, I also... Because, so- because the, the whole point of, you know, because I know this, the story is very much influenced by the killing joke. Right. Um, and the whole point of, of that book is, at least from the Joker's perspective, his concept is that, like, one bad day could turn anyone crazy. Agreed. And, the uh, you know, to, to, to have him already have some, like, delusions and mental problems before this just really... Like fucks with that ID, even though you you also add like oh he's also had the worst I don't know it, it, it's it's a it's a weird message. Well, also I mean, and I'm not a super huge Killing Joke fan, but uh, uh, Killing Joke there's parts where uh, where the Joker is sympathetic and not sympathetic. I think he this guy's always sympathetic, and I don't like that. Yeah, you know, I I, I read somebody's takes like well if you see this and you think he's sympathetic, you're probably an incel. I don't know if I agree with that, but I definitely think an incel watching it is going to think, oh, that guy's really sympathetic. Because he doesn't really kill anybody from his perspective that doesn't deserve it. No, there's a there's a couple that we'll get to in spoilers that he might or might not have killed mm-hmm. yeah. that might go outside of that parameters, but everybody from his perspective he kills deserves it. And they go out of their way to make him a sympathetic right. character yeah. in the sense that, you know, oh, he's taking care of his old mom and right. he's just trying his best and he's got this laughing disorder that really fucks with his social abilities and 
you know, all these kind of things. Like, it, I don't think that's out of nowhere. I think even in result of his behaviors, at, like, towards the, the end of the film, I feel like they've set him up so much to, to be a good guy who's been under bad circumstances kind of thing. I definitely think we should move to spoilers, but I just, you know, I, I of course, so, I'm curious yeah. to see what everyone thinks. So I'm saying of. worse in Transformers. You're going I, worse? I, I do agree with what you said. It's well done, but, like, you, the thing you said, I've watched Transformers a thousand more times when I, yeah. before I watched this. So it's I'm just gonna, how you rate the scale. Yeah, like, so I'm going to put that below Transformers. I, I have been really torn about this all week, I'm very biased. Or all whatever since, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, last couple days. Um, because it's one of those things where I didn't have a good time. I did not like it. <laughs> and I, I don't think that the message of this movie, like, I don't think this movie was for me. I know you say it was for me, right, but yeah. I don't think it was for specifically me. Right, right, right. Just my demographic. Right. Um... And so, like on that front, yeah, it, uh, it's worse than Transformers. On the other hand, you know, it's it's a it's a well constructed mm-hmm. something. It does it have a great message? No, but I mean, like it's it's pretty. It, it does and says all the right things. This is to me this year's Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> uh, but uh, I think uh, I think more accurately, it's probably more like an imitation game. But it's just kind of one of those things where again, it, it's just it's checking boxes. It's got absolutely nothing to say. And, and nothing to contribute, but it just wants its Oscar. Definitely nothing new to say or nothing interesting to say about the old shit it's saying. You know, exactly. Yeah. Um, and so, like, I was like, is it still meritorious, like, by itself, even if I didn't like it? But I kind of also agree that if I didn't like it, and I'd rather watch Transformers, Transformers is higher. And honestly, I say Imitation Game is worse than Transformers, so this is also worse than Transformers. I think one difference between it and um, Bomi and Rhapsody is... We had a blast finding about uh, Bohemian. That's Bohemian true. Rassie. Yeah. This actually, I thought this was like going into this, like, man, we're going to have so much fun talking about this no, movie. No, it's such pod. a downer movie. It's, it's a downer movie, but it's not even a downer movie that there's, I don't think there's enough meat to chew on. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It didn't, it didn't make me angry. Right? Yeah. yeah. That's true. It's skin deep. Yeah. And it's ugly in it. It's well, just, it's, it's not, yeah. Joseph brought this up while we were watching it, and I couldn't agree more, which is, I, Never been to a movie where I knew exactly how I was going to feel and what the movie was going to be as much as it was during this. Mm-hmm. Spoilers from here on out. I, well, I, I'll say <laughs> yeah, I'll go ahead think? and give it slightly better than Transformers, just because <laughs> just because Sarah liked it more than I did. And after it was over, she was like, you know, I don't know what you dislike so much about that. It's uh, most of the shit he was bitching about is shit you bitch about all the time. So maybe I was too close to. It. I don't know. <laughs> That's a, like, and that's one of my issues. Is like, even when I agree, I feel like that's not really the point, though. You know right. what I mean? Like, I feel like Todd Phillips intentionally put some of that shit that makes us all angry to cover up his real points. Right. And and that's why I say it's like punching down. And he presented it in a package that people will agree with. When it it kind of looks like an ode to Occupy Wall Street, when really it's a fucking love letter to the alt right. Right. It's 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 a stand up comedy special called Triggered. Yeah. Is what it is. It's like it's it's him saying, okay, you guys with your crazy lefty loony stuff are making this guy. He's your fault. It's it's fucking Joe Rogan saying I'm a liberal. But then going on and fucking trashing. Even so far as, I didn't even know if I was going to get into this part, but what the fuck. <laughs> um, it's the, you were already in spoilers, right? Yeah. Spoilers. yeah. Okay. Um, it's the fault of the state 
because they didn't take care of his mental illness. But the gun, the no, there's no way the state could have done anything about that because it's just one guy handing it to the other. It's never the gun's fault for the mass mm-hmm. murder. It's, uh, you know, so it definitely, there seemed like a right-wing bent there to me. And I don't know if he did that on purpose, but if he didn't do it on purpose, it was bad filmmaking for him not to iron that. Out. And you yeah. see, that that's where we, you talk about uh, representing comic things accurately on screen makes them more ridiculous. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm not sure. Like, I mean, I I, I know that is Todd, like, that's what Todd Phillips mm-hmm. is going for. But at the same time, like, if this story, like, this exact story and this exact absurd amount of happenstance and absurd amount of, like, just the, the absolute worst aspects of humanity with no follow-up or explanation or anything, you know, I, I don't feel like, like it, it plays like a statement when you're when you're trying to do it hyper realistic, but right. if you put it on a comic page, it seems like a like that seems like a Joker origin story. Right. Like all the yeah. things that happen, I can see happening in comic panels from like the state counselor, you know, not giving mm-hmm. a shit and just sending him off without right. you know any like all, all the all the individual things that seem like almost ridiculously like cruel and and yeah. uh, seem semi unrealistic for the real world, but also seem like they would totally be comic book panels for a Joker origin. Well, here's also a part of that. I wanted to get into that I think is where is the main crux of the bad filmmaking. There's a lot of things in it that people are saying, well, did that happen or was it a delusion? Yeah, like I want to, I want to well, ask you guys. And, and no, I, so I want to, ask I want to, no, I, I wanted to start with that because there are a couple, a couple of things that I feel like are super bullshitty that Todd Phillips is hiding behind right. in creating this movie. One is the mental illness that convolutes, I feel like, right. his, his message and whatever you're yep. trying to say with this fucking movie. Uh, two is intentionally several months in advance talking about how much of an homage it is to Scorsese. Right. I mean, for sure it is. Like, there's yeah. no, like, right. even if he didn't say it, there's From no the way. From the title scene, you could tell. There's yeah. no way, yeah, there's no way you could have hidden it even if he didn't talk about it. Right. But, yeah. but like, labeling it as an homage, like, puts you in this weird fucking area where it, it's hard to criticize your stealing of, of other material mm. from those things because yeah. it's like, oh, no, I was paying my respects to this. And I wasn't just copying this and making a worse version of it, you know? Right. Um, and then the the third thing, yeah, is exactly what you're talking about. The unreliable narrator thing yeah. is absolute horseshit. Because then you can just say, like, oh, whatever happened, whatever messages this is putting out, that's not real. That didn't happen. That's well, just you. That's your interpretation, man. Yeah. Well, I like there's, that shit. There's some people who are saying that the gun, that he really didn't hand it off, that, that the big fat guy was telling the truth, that... You know, he had tried to buy it from him, yeah. or you know, things like well, uh, did he kill did he kill uh, Zazie Beetz and her kid in the apartment or not? You yeah, know? you don't know or not. But I think the bad filmmaking mark point that makes a crap on all that is the Fight Club flashback. Yeah, the when you find out, oh well, even though it's present been presented that him and Zazie Beetz have this burgeoning relationship, oh they really didn't, and they do the Tyler Durden alone yeah. flashbacks. Yeah. Well, if we show that yeah, part no, was 100%. a delusion, then why so, would we think anything but that part is a delusion? The, yeah, yeah, the yeah. amazing thing to me is that someone felt someone either Todd Phillips or someone on his team felt like they needed to fucking explain that, right? Like we, if this was 1999, was that when Fight Club came yeah. out or whatever, and we hadn't seen Fight Club and right. everything else that had come since Fight Club, right? Like, okay, that might have been surprising. But to me, at this point in, in, in my movie, TV watching career, if I see any character that doesn't interact with any other character besides the main character, right. that person's not fucking real. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and <laughs> yeah, like when Fight Club did it, it was innovating, groundbreaking. This was just taking shit from a better movie. Yeah. So, I mean, Homage. There's mean. a lot of things people don't know. I mean, what was your interpretation of what was real is not? Like, do you think he was really 
Thomas Wayne's son? Or do you think the mom was, was delusional? I think... What was your take? I think he was Thomas Wayne's I think he's Thomas son. And Thomas Wayne's, Wayne's you know, Which I there. think is hacky as fuck. And yeah. when, when, remember, that rumor came out like six months ago or something. Yeah. We talked about, surely that's too hacky to be real. And it was a major plot point in this movie. I don't think it was real. I feel like the picture yeah. was the delusion. Okay. Because uh, I feel like the what other characters do is not fantasy. It's his fantasy. So like you're talking about Zazie Beast doesn't interact with anybody else in the right. movie. That's something that essentially he possesses. That, that, that is only associated with that character. And so things like the love you Thomas or whatever. Yeah, yeah. TW. I, yeah. I feel like that's his interpretation that's of possible for sure. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, no yeah. one else sees that. Right. So what did you guys think of Thomas Wayne's an asshole? He was a small part. I, you know, it was. Like, I was you know more, what made me fucking mad? What? I did not need to see Thomas and Martha Wayne get shot one more fucking. No, time. I yeah. didn't. I didn't need. I didn't this time, need. the Joker's the cause of it. Whatever. <laughs> that's fine. You could have even inferred it. No, that I, it was going pearls, on. The pearls even broke again. You're just showing them the walk out of the theater. Pearl. No, yeah, no. <laughs> do do the, like literally just cut the scene earlier from from them walking out of theater, turn the corner. Yeah, and we knew. This guy turns. That's we it. Knew. We knew. Know what Honestly, you don't. Eat, we've seen it so many fucking times. The moment you see a theater that says Zorro on it, right. you know no. what's about to happen. I tell you something else. We still haven't got that shit about the fucking pearls worked out. Yeah, have, you guys have heard that, right? No. Okay. Well, Frank Miller is, I think, the first guy who did the pearls mm-hmm. thing, where the pearls get ripped and fly all over the place doing the thing, and that's fine in like 1986 when he did that. But it's pretty widely known now that when you break pearls, they don't fall off in sequence, like. <laughs> they just break in a spot and come off your neck. But they're still doing that every time they they film this scene over and fucking over. They'll never change that. It's a visual requirement. Yeah, it's so annoying. I also hated that we had Alfred but refused to refer to him yeah, as Alfred. And yeah. that he was an asshole. I didn't yeah. mind that Thomas Wayne was an asshole, but I was pretty upset that Alfred was an asshole. Um, and I was just I was really disappointed. Uh, well, I'm not disappointed in Robert De Niro because, you know, Dude needs a paycheck. That's fine. And he wasn't bad. He wasn't bad. I like that it was a different role for Robert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was okay with that. It's one of those things where, this is the other thing I told Christian when we came out of it, is I've never been so not surprised by a movie in my life. Yeah. Like, when I I see the trailer, and the trailer has, uh, in the clips of the trailer, it's got the the Robert De Niro's character showing Arthur failing at comedy and then having him on the show, and I'm just like, okay, he's going to kill him at the end. Right, right. And I was like, sure, that that couldn't be it. Because right. it was just, just like too much of a straight line. Like, that's right. just not an interesting story. And yeah, I mean, it's not an interesting story. It's very apparent that that's like, I thought anyway, that was going to be the beginning of the descent. Not that we were already starting with a person who was already mentally ill. Yeah. Right? And I feel like that, you know, kind of belittles it a little bit. But it goes back to what you're talking about, the killing joke. Like, I, and I agree with you, Her, I'm not a big killing joke fan. But it is so apparent that they want to try to make an ode to this when really you just made a, a essentially a worse version. It right. would have been better to just have a normal dude who's struggling to pay his bills and take care of his pregnant wife and, you and, know, and suck pursue, at comedy. Pursue his self-indulgent bullshit comedy dream. Yeah. And you could have still incorporated almost everything else about this movie and yeah. just made those simple tweaks. And honestly, just, you know, look... Alan Moore dialogue is a fucking mouthful, but it's yeah. better than whatever this shit was. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, everything else looked good. It's, it's one of the, again, one of the movies. I think it'd be better on mute. Dialogue's not great. The soundtrack's good. Soundtrack's yeah, good. Yeah, that, that that's a good point. That was one of the things I walked out saying is, wow, they scored it well. Yeah, it scored it great. Would you guys like this movie better if it wasn't a movie about the Joker? 
I mean, I didn't really feel like it was. <laughs> so, but yeah, you know no, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think definitely part of my problem going into it, part of what is, I don't think doing something like this with a character that was created for a children's adventure strip is the way to go. No, it's, I think they could have made a better point with an original character. I mean, yeah. you're absolutely right. I, I would have liked it more. It's a cash grab. That's all yeah. it is. This is, yeah. this is Todd Phillips, King of Comedy, Scorsese yeah. mashup, yeah. but with the Joker as a cash grab. That's right. all it is. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with your point. I don't think it needs to be the Joker. I, I find that to be fairly inappropriate. The content of the movie or the points that we've gotten out of it... Would still be bad. Would still be bad. Yeah. Do you guys think... I know they're saying right now, oh, this never was intended to be part of the larger DC universe. I think it was. Oh, I bet Matt Reeves has been on the phone. Well, I think... I think, remember how in the, you know, in Batman vs. Superman, there was all the rumors that that Joker was Jason Todd and this hadn't been the Joker. The much better rumor than what actually happened. Right. Yeah. I think that this, before Scorsese and Todd Phillips got involved, I bet this was supposed to be the Batman origin for the Ben Affleck Batman. Oh, yeah. You know, because, I mean, that that's not uncommon for a thing to start as one thing yeah, and turn yeah, into yeah, another yeah. thing, you know. A whole lot of the elements from Batman 5 turned into Batman Begins, you mm-hmm. know, that sort of thing. That so, would make a lot of sense, actually, because of how old he is. And the, the and, setting is in the 80s. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, I can see I that. mean, it lines up timeline-wise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right? And also, it just makes sense of why they shoehorned the Batman shit in there, because... Honestly, I think it would be a better movie if the Waynes weren't in it at all. Yeah. I mean, definitely Bruce Wayne. Like, yeah. I, I get the idea of Thomas Wayne as, as you know, the a for, presence. For, for the point of the movie, I understand why you'd have this mega rich millionaire, you know, quote unquote philanthropist who's a kind of an asshole be the antagonist character. And I think it's fine being right. Thomas Wayne or any name, you know, but yeah, Bruce, throwing Bruce in there is fucking weird. And Alfred, particularly. I do have one hopefully unintended good consequence I hope comes from this movie, uh-huh. which is that I hope that the incels and the juggalos and the mall goths really take to it, really fucking love it and make it their Halloween costumes oh, you'll, and yeah, make yeah. it their oversized t-shirts. And it's a big enough hit that we can let Heath Ledger Joker off the exiled island of characters ruined by fans. Yeah. You know, Borat will miss him. Austin Powers will miss him. Rick James will miss him. <laughs> and I'll be glad to have him back in our world. Sure. One more spoiler I wanted to know about you guys thought is a lot of people are wondering whether, you know when he gets in the car accident at the end mm-hmm. and then two people pull him out and they kind of like lift him up? Yeah. Do you think that's real or not? Because I, a lot of people say the only time he's having a good time is made up. Like when he's talking just, to the girl or he's yeah. on the, 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 the Robert De Niro show in the beginning. It's just one of those things with, with, with these kind of movies, with the unreliable narrator, I just... I don't give a shit. Like, I don't yeah. give a shit what's real. A lot, it, the other thing is people will say maybe he's imagined the whole thing because in the very beginning when he's meeting with the social worker, they show a quick shot of him banging his head in the thing. Yeah. And then at the end, he's in that same... Right. So, I mean, there's a lot... There's, like, a lot of quick cuts. Well, and that's, that's, that, 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 that is also, I don't give a shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, That's exactly why I hate these kind of movies. <laughs> I mean, you yeah. know, if... If it was, you know, I'm going with an old dated, dated reference here, but if it was lame that it was all a dream for Bobby Ewing to be dead, yeah. then it's lame that this would all See, be Yeah, I think that's a little stretch, but yeah. I think the ending, maybe he just gets in that car accident and that's when he gets locked up. Right. I think that's more realistic. I'll be honest, I don't think any of it happened. And I'll tell you why. Because when he goes to fucking Arkham and he asks the whole, like, how does a person end up in here and all shit like that? Yeah. It all feels like a fantasy to me. That he never was actually there and all that. Yeah, Brian Tyree Henry's in this movie. For For no reason. 
That dude deserves way more of a paycheck than I'm sure he got, and sure. way more of a presence. <laughs> yeah. Which, which guy was he? Oh, he's the, the, the record clerk keeper. at Arkham. Oh, he, he was the only likable character in the That's entire. That's probably movie. true. <laughs> um, there is also why uh, this is obviously again some kind of a directorial choice. Why are the only women that Arthur deals with besides his mother black women? Yeah, it's no. just odd. The women as a whole had very anyone really not a white dude had yeah. very little to do in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, I honestly think that was probably his like. This is probably going to seem like it's a it's a love letter to the to the alt right and the incels. So let's make sure there's people in there to deflect that. So I think I bet that wasn't even a director's choice. I bet that was a studio choice. They forced him to do it. Yeah, yeah, well, that could be true. It's over. Thank God I don't have to watch it. Again. Yeah, this conversation made me go worse than worse than Transformers. So yeah, yeah, yeah I was I on was, the right side. I can't believe you went better. <laughs> it's 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 weird that it wasn't fun to even rag on this no yeah Yeah. it's just it's just a downer like the movie's a downer and talking about it's a downer and fucking thinking about it's a downer i think we've done movies that are downers that we still had fun ragging on i can't think of one on well like so for example let's take venom venom is a terrible movie right but it is goofy and fun and it's fun to shit on Mm. This movie, we can all admit, is well-made. So you can't, like, sit here and crap on it as a movie. You just have to think about these god-awful sad things it's trying to say and doesn't even say them well. It's too overtly social commentary. Like, it's social commentary, but, like... It's not subliminal at all. You know, it's just, it's not a good movie. No, you know exactly, it's yeah. like Joseph said, you know exactly what this movie's going to be. It's just well produced, but it's not a good movie. I know this is not going to be popular with the internet or whatever, because people, <laughs> I mean, a lot of people that I like fucking love this I movie, know. and I, I just don't see what they say. I mean, that should tell you more about you. My, my, <laughs> I mean, I'm not talking about like friends or anything, yeah. like like sources I have, yeah, like yeah. that, like I like to read on the internet and stuff like that. I mean, the main reason I, I, I was going to give it a, give it a real try and not try it is because Mark Hamill liked it. Yeah. You know, so, and you know, you know, I, I don't do a lot of uh, social networking type stuff, social media stuff, but I still do have one comic message board I hold on to, and I expected all those dudes were just going to be tearing it apart, and I was literally the only guy in the community who didn't like it. Huh. So, I don't know. Maybe we were just a bad influence on each other. Yep. Maybe it's just the four of us. We were too biased on it. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't. I mean, like, I don't even. Maybe. I don't. I just, <laughs> let's, let's, we have ragged on it for six months straight. I, I was like, <laughs> that is true. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, when that first full trailer came out, though, I was excited. I was like, this looks like it's going to go for it. Yeah. And, um,. I mean, uh, I think it I did think, go. For I it. do think that's what we said. I think this looks like it's gonna be something, and then it wasn't. Yeah, somehow. Yeah. I don't know. As a person who's like been in and out of counseling and stuff like that, and had mental health problems, like I don't. I feel like I had a bad filter to look at this film through, mm-hmm. and uh, that just felt too personal to me. And and it, and maybe I'm interpreting it wrong. But for someone to be like, hey. Life gets shitty for you for a little while. And, you know, full disclosure, I've had a tough couple of months. And I've made some major life choices to to change those things. And so to see that and be like, oh, you've had a couple of shitty months. Maybe you should just go murder some dudes in the subway. Like that just, it that's that's how that's how it felt to me. Because the thing is, it does fix his problem. Yeah, he's the happy about it. The main thing he it. wants to do is be noticed. Mm-hmm. That was... By the way, that was my the the main thing I was insulted by when Sarah says that all his rant, rants were like my rants. I, I don't want to be noticed. <laughs> like I, I, I'm I'm the Hulk. I just want to be left alone. <laughs> but uh, but I mean, he wants to be noticed, and he got to be noticed. He won. I I, I missed my chance. That I was, I was going to say when 
You said, I don't want to be noticed. And I would say, well, you're in the right place. <laughs> yeah. I guess podcasting is not. <laughs> I was a half a beat off. I, wait, I, just edit it. <laughs> edit it so you get your punchline. I, I, I support that. Yeah, I love uh, a good punchline. <laughs> yeah, either way. I'm, I, do we want to talk about it more? Or no, well, I, think, I think we've done it. Yeah. Yeah. I, exhausted I think I'd like to talk Joker. about anything else at this point. <laughs> Let's do a, let's do a movie that we like sometime in the near future, so we're not just four white good. guys ragging on everything. <laughs> That's a good idea. I feel like we've been fairly positive. I, you know, the recently. thing is, usually I like stuff. You were just talking about how much you hate Venom. You said it was I better. I fucking love Hold Venom. On, you both said it was better than Transformers. That's I, true. <laughs> I said slightly, and you know, but I I mean that's. It's kind of what I'm saying. Even it's better than Transformers is not interesting. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I hear you. I put the asterisks of, I agree that it's a better quality movie than Transformers, <laughs> but I would rather watch Transformers. So it's really however you rate the scale. Which would you, if, if it is your scale, so if you it's can, what you, can you prefer it. to watch, then it's fucking Transformers <laughs> all the way. <laughs> yeah. But if, if I'm being honest with myself that is Todd Phillips' Joker better than Michael Bay's Transformers? I mean, it, it's it's a better... So Joaquin acts better than Shia LaBeouf. I, I agree with that. Mm, that's probably true. He's also better <laughs> at being a crazy person. Yes. He's a more interesting crazy person. They're both crazy, They're too. both crazy, but... Watch that Jimmy Kimmel interview. Oh, that, that, uh, Shia who LaBeouf said that out? Her, you did? Yeah. That thing is ridiculous. I'm, Jimmy Kimmel, uh, Walking Feeding the Kids on Jimmy Kimmel, and... You described it right. There's like high, and then there's like I've been high for ten years straight. Right. Yeah. I'm I'm less and less confident that that's not just a. Uh, you acting. think it's a work, right? I do think it's a work. A job. A job. Mo- wouldn't most, that be the wrestling term? No, no. no. Job is losing. Work is the right <laughs> wrestling. Mostly, yeah. Mostly because one, it's definitely like well up the Joaquin Phoenix wheelhouse. Mm. Two, it's really odd for a late di- night host. Well, no, for oh. a, for a director to release that oh, kind yeah, of yeah, shit because yeah, yeah. there is kind of like a, a you know a, you know we shit on Christian Bale for yelling at that tech, but that is kind of like a big deal. Is that what happens on set stays on set kind of thing? Uh, so you think he knew three? About it? Yeah, that that Jimmy Kimmel would not tell his fucking you know interviewee, which you know they're they're all fucking soft unless he's got an axe to grind. Or and yeah f- yeah for like <laughs> I, it's just I don't know like, I don't know ABC's owned by Marvel. Maybe they told him to like. F- yeah, well, yeah. Know, it felt like Joaquin, it felt Disney, like Jimmy Kimmel I mean. was setting Joaquin up. But, it did. It but, had that air of like I'm going to be an asshole. But right my now. whole thing is, how many times have they ever released an unedited content extra? You never. know, like never. No, you're right. That's no, not you're a right. Fucking thing. <laughs> yeah. That's not a fucking because their publicists will fucking shut it down right, if they yeah. don't want it to be. You're on right here. though. Disney does own ABC, <laughs> and I don't know if they're looking to do the Joker no, any favor. <laughs> no. The, the only reason why Internet I do, conspiracy. A, agree with you is his reaction is almost stereotypical. Like, he goes up to, like, loosen he his loose, neck the, the loose the tie was the one yeah. that got yeah. me, too. It was like, this doesn't... I don't know. Is that a, a thing that real people do? Right. Oh, my goodness. That is... Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's hard to say. So... Either it's, way, it's, it's worth a, a watch. crazy interview. It's worth a watch, yeah. If you guys want to YouTube it. So in his whole like, it was a ton of fun. Like, I mean, he's just so weird. <laughs> I'm breakdancing. Well, you're making fun of it. Oh yeah, that shit cracked <laughs> me up. <laughs> but it was serious for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Either way, Joker. 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 So what have we been watching, guys? <laughs> um, no, you go first. I finished Downton Abbey. Oh, Woo! and the, the I marathon's saw the over. Movie. And. Uh, I like the movie. It's pretty good. It's a, it's a lot of fun. It's mostly fan service. I don't yes. think it necessarily adds anything. Like it's good to just be back with old friends. See, see but they're new friends for you. Yeah, I didn't have the two years or three yeah, years. Yeah, apart. you'll miss them after a while. I'm sure I will. <laughs> I'm the ending of the show is a good ending. So like having yeah. watched that and then like hours later watch the movie, you're That's like a good way to go. The other way was a better. Ending, um, King and Queen come to Downton, and they all and the best part is like they make the upstairs are all nervous because the the royals are coming. 
And then the downstairs people get usurped by the royal servants. So, like, they come down, and they're like, oh, you can't serve the king and queen. We're going to do it. Like, they bring their own crew. Yeah. So it's like, you know, them going back and forth. There's, like, like, a competition. Yeah, almost, and, yeah. like, you know, there's, like, traps set, and it, it's lighthearted fun. It's fun. It's fun. It's, it is a good time at the movies. Um, that girl looks like Sybil, that Tom. She does look like I thought Sybil it was, like, they recast yeah, Sybil. Yeah, it was... See, and that's... Kate and I were watching the show, and we thought he would end up with the editor at... Um, Edith's yeah, magazine. Yeah, they, they just forgot about it. And they totally See, just pushed I, that to the wayside. But it works out well. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think all if they three do it, of them now are in charge of like a big house or whatever. Yep. And, I think the next one will be them getting married and like Maggie Smith. They definitely set up going another out. movie, I yeah, feel Yeah, like. I think they're definitely going to do one more. This, you can get one more movie out of Maggie Smith and like her dying, she'll have funny lines. Yeah. She'll well, be able to spin. This felt like a goodbye from Maggie Smith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that, she goes on like a five minute, you know, Kind of transferring off to Michelle yeah. Dockery. And it, it felt like almost like a goodbye for Maggie Smith. I wish they wouldn't have brought the race car driver back. I don't, I don't know. Matthew I, Good, yeah. I don't know fine. if I like him. I, he's Ozymandias. I can never not see Ozymandias. <laughs> and yeah. he's not in the movie at all, which is... Yeah. I think they were trying to minimize his impact. Um, let's see. I watched that. Downton better than Transformers. The movie better than Transformers. I fucking watched Joker, of That course. Carson misused. I watched Spider-Man Far From Home. Oh, yeah. Oh, right on. I did, yeah. too. Yeah. yeah, so did I. Uh, better than Transformers. Up until the last like twenty minutes, I was going Homecoming's the better movie. But God, that ending is great. It's good. Um, it is the a Peter Tingle strong. Yeah. All of, it, again, I connected more in Homecoming, and I enjoyed it more up until that ending, though. But that payoff with Mysterio—that's a great fight. Yep. I think the Nick Fury thing, you know, spoilers, is broadcast like a mile away. It is. I think you said it when we were reviewing it. It doesn't even feel like the same character. Right. No, yeah. I right. noticed that watching it more on the Blu-ray that like, I would have almost liked it more that he was like a hologram by Jake Gyllenhaal because his whole purpose in that movie is getting Spider-Man on Jake Gyllenhaal's plan. It's. I know the alien wasn't in on it, but like right. some of the things he does, like he like chastises him for almost yeah. doing the drone strike on the kid. Right. And then just kind of leaves it at that. I don't know. It just seems like he was setting up Mysterio now to have that talk. Like yeah. It almost should have been like one of those holographic domes that should have been. I would have mm. liked that more. I, w- uh, I will say I listened to another podcast with three people who watched this movie, who none of which were really like into this world. Mm-hmm. And every single one of them was surprised by the, the Mysterio twist. And I was like, oh, that's great. That yeah. is great. I'm I'm so because I I wondered because I, I can imagine it would play really yeah. straight because he is very charismatic yeah, in that film. He's yeah. super good. In yeah. That role. yeah, I wasn't there for this episode, but like I said, my favorite part of that whole movie is that hour and bar scene where yeah. he gives him the glasses because yeah. at that point all the marketing had only been for that hour and the elementals and I had no idea where that movie was going. Yeah, right. and like that scene is so great in that just the way he bullshits him and yeah. then you find out everything's gone and he starts doing toast like. Yeah. That's a good scene. Like, yeah, that 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 was really well done. Yeah, uh, and because Rick and Morty season four is right around the corner, I rewatched Rick and Morty season one today, and uh, yeah, man, it's a, it's a fun show. I don't normally not one who feel like I have to rewatch right. things, but especially after season three and the trailer for season four made me feel like they really are trying to have like this connective structure right and they're referencing things and i didn't want to forget it and so i i went back and you know it paid off really well because some things i just completely forgot about and things i remembered in different orders and yeah i mean again i hate fans of rick and morty but i like rick and morty myself so well and rick and morty has that sort of like arrested development thing where it doesn't pause for the laugh Mm -hmm. so watching it one time you're not going to get every joke because you were laughing through one of the. that's true 
Better than Transformers. Yeah. I don't think I did anything else. That's probably that's, it. Well, that's a fair bit. I think yeah. you're, you're off the... Cause I'm I unemployed, so I watch the true. shit right now. I did not do much this week. I just finally got uh, the wife and I rewatched the first season of Assassination Classroom, and so now we have started the second season. Actually, we're mm. midway through the second season. Is this with the slug and the... It is an octopus. Okay. <laughs> Get it right, Ian. Thing. <laughs> kind of. But uh, I started out a little shaky, because definitely... One of one of the the fun parts of the first season is the premise is so ridiculous that they keep like unveiling new things about this world and this monster. And by the the second season, you've kind of like you've you've introduced all the new characters that you're going to introduce. You've introduced most of his like powers and abilities. So it's like there's a little less surprise to it, but it's gotten more and more endearing as the season's gone on. So I'm I'm still super into it. That it. That's it. it. That's the only thing you watch. Yep. Yeah. I watch. Uh, an episode of the Great British Baking Show. Yeah, it was Dairy Dairy Week, and uh, Stephanie won Star Baker third week in a row. I like Alice more. Um, I hear the season's not. As, I mean, I don't know. You haven't seen any other seasons, but I hear the season's not as good. I don't know. They make good stuff. But yeah, I have nothing to compare it to. You're That's right. fair. I want to. There's a, a Christmas season. I think I'm gonna. I might dive in on that, but um, but yeah. Um, and then I watched Spider Man Far From Home. We talked about that. That movie's the best Spider-Man. That's that's my wrap-up. I definitely think it's the most fun Spider-Man, yeah. which I think is an element I love, of Spider-Man. I love European Vacation, and yeah. it reminds me of that in a lot of, a lot of that's ways. That's the worst vacation movie. Well, no, I, I like a vacation movie. Maybe I'm not thinking the right one, like the Euro Trip. Euro, Euro Trip. Trip. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> it's like Euro Trip. Um, and then um, I watched Poldark. It's a Master Peep show, and... Um, it's kind of like Downton Abbey, but it's basically about a soldier who's in the Revolutionary War, and they like comes back, and he goes into Parliament, and it's pretty good. Kind of like a Downton Abbey esque, you know, mm. for for people with withdrawal. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you're mm. in, if you're in a British show, so um, yeah, I'm gonna keep watching that probably um, better than Transformers. Cool. I also watched Far From Home. I also loved it. I'm thinking maybe in the third one, Peter's identity comes out coming out brings down Stark Tech or Stark Enterprises, whatever Ooh. they're called. Because you know he's Tony Stark's going to be so associated with giving him the thing and stuff like that. The, and maybe that's how you introduce Norman Osborn. I'm not saying Green Goblin is the villain, but I'm saying you like could Hammer. bring him in as the guy who buys out Stark Enterprises. Be cool with that. I would be pretty cool. Yeah. I like that idea. You know, last week I talked about reading um, reading uh, Thanos Wins. And, you know, you know that thing where, like, you read something you really, really like, you watch something you really, really like, and you're just bummed because, like, you know, whatever the next thing I watch is is not going to be as good. Uh, I ran, uh, I read a recent run of Hawkman that was exactly as good. It was so <laughs> fucking awesome. The, the main highlight of it is add Brian Hitch on art for all 12 issues. He was the guy who did the authority. He did the ultimates, uh, you know, just fucking legendary artists. And for him, for him to do 12 issues in a row was fucking rad. Uh, same writer as does uh, black hammer, which I've pimped a lot on this, but yeah, it's just a really good adventure comic. Uh, you know, right now, Marvel, for the most part, is kind of kicking DC's ass, but one thing that DC does have going for them is they, they're good at doing these 12-issue runs by a fixed, you know... Uh, Artist. Uh, by, by, by a fixed team. creative team. Like, yeah. you know, like uh, uh, Mr. Miracle was like that. And I actually think I kind of liked this better than Mr. Miracle, so... Um, and uh, I, I can't believe we ended on me because I'm, I'm trying something way out of left field here. Have we ever done a record review on this show? 
Nope. Is anybody done a record review? No. Nope. All right, here's our inaugural <laughs> record review. Uh, the new Darkness record came out, and I'm sure a lot of people only know the Darkness as the I Believe in the Thing Called Love Band, you know, view them as a one-hit Wadner, but they've continued being a band and made six more records, and all of their records are fucking awesome. Justin Hawkins is a really funny, really talented songwriter, really good musician, excellent guitar player. And uh, they put out a new record called Easter is Cancelled, which has a very funny but controversial uh, album cover. And uh, I highly recommend... I, I recommend all their stuff. It's just a lot of fun. I recommend going to see them. Justin Hawkins is a better stand-up comic for his in-between song dialogue than most working stand-up comics. So, hmm. uh, yeah, way better than Transformers for all the Darkness records. I'll check it up on Apple Music. Right on. <laughs> it did remind me, I did watch other one other thing... A few months ago, Netflix released this thing for Tom York, which was like 45 minutes long. And Animal. It says, yes. <laughs> well, they did the same thing for Sturgill Simpson. And it's right an, on. And it's an anime. What? <laughs> yes. And I fucking love Sturgill Simpson, but God, this shit is weird. <laughs> what? His new record's like sort of druggy, right? I haven't listened to yeah. it yet, but it has like a Black Sabbath vibe to it. Around. So, yes. One of the things about Sergio Simpson is like he makes real classic country music sounding things, but has like much darker like right. lyrics. This, the music definitely right. matches that. Um, it is, I think Black Sabbath's a good comp for it. It's very drivey. You know, the guitar parts are, are very like. I mean, it definitely still has a country influence, but has a very almost traditional classic rock feel to it, but very buzzy. And the anime is like somebody watched a lot of 1991, 2 a.m. in the morning anime. And it's all set to Sturgill Simpson music. And, I mean, I watched the whole thing, but I felt like I needed a shower at the end of it. There's a lot of, like, exploding heads and just weird shit going on. Um, better than Transformers. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I mean, just for the sheer fact that it's fucking different. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's just, it's weird. Well, I mean, that I just think that's ballsy as fucking hell to right after winning a Grammy for your country record yeah. to just say, okay, I'm, I'm going to do, like, a hard rock record. That's... Pretty fucking rad. Yeah, I love Sturgis Simpson. That dude's a monster. I did also want to make a recommendation now that we're here, because I haven't <laughs> even watched it yet, but it just seems so much like you're up your alley. Uh, the hot ones this past week was Liam Gallagher. Oh, right yes. on. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I need to... Oh, sorry, wait. Which one's, which one's the thug? Liam is more of a Okay, thug. no, it's Noel Gallagher. <laughs> okay. The other Gallagher. Right. Yeah. Both as of as... them are assholes, but Liam is unreasonable. As yes. soon as I saw it, I thought of Hurt. Yeah, yeah. me too. So I, uh, I so have. What was this? It was on. It's the hot. Wait, I mean, hey, did you watch the Idris Elba one that one? I sent you? Oh it's right, yeah, 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 it's that same show, but with yeah. Noel Gallagher. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm gonna watch that. That's you should. It. So is that it for everybody? Yep. All right, cool. Are we gonna put in the description that this was the least fun episode? It actually it w- isn't. <laughs> it was the least fun episode. I would agree with that. I can. T- well, I mean, for you guys, maybe Jones and I did a lot of episodes together that were very not fun. <laughs> <laughs> I see. I kind of like those because it's just a lot of going. I think things are cool. I also think things are cool. <laughs> I think things are lame. I think things are lame. <laughs> I think they're pretty fun. That's fair. <laughs> That's a fair point. That's my lie. Um, cool. Well, I don't know what we're doing next week. I don't That's a good need, question. I don't know if anything comes out. We can I mean, do Gemini Man. We have, oh fuck that noise. <laughs> we we have many backed up topic ideas. So yeah, I think yeah. we should do something we sure is going to be more fun than joke. Yeah, I something agree. we like, and it won't be Gemini. I man. think we, <laughs> I, that's the problem. I don't want to do this again. I think we can probably make that happen. 
Uh, but in the meantime, thank you guys for listening. Uh, please rate and subscribe and tell all your friends about our podcast. If you want to get in touch with us and tell us what you thought about Joker and why we're wrong, <laughs> or if you have any other, uh, if you have any episode suggestions for next week, then uh, yeah, shoot us an email at realphonies@gmail.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter at realphonies and on Instagram at real underscore phonies. Thanks to Zach Evans for our and Brian Velasquez for our theme. We'll see you guys later. Later. <laughs> <laughs>